Let me hear from you first. What do you think the impact of this belief is for you? Hmm. I think it's been a mix of things. Um, it's making me make decisions out of fear. It's actually made me demotivated, which is not like me. This is Jade. She's 27, lives in Los Angeles, and she's a dancer. Or at least she dreams to be. Jade's story is one you've heard before. She moved from a small Midwest town to the big city in pursuit of her dream. But unfortunately, some obstacles got in the way. I'd been busting my ass for years, constantly. And I think that not booking the biggest job has made me feel like I'm not good enough. On the surface, Jade believes these obstacles to be finance, time, and skills. But in reality, there's something underneath that's holding her back. Something that is driving her unconsciously and automatically. It's holding her back from joy, peace, and the freedom to chase her passion for dance. Here's the kicker. Something's holding you back too. I think most of the books and most of the programs that are advertised out there are like, just switch your programming. And it's really hard to just tell myself I'm good enough if I really don't feel that. In this podcast, we're going to go deep. We will dig under the surface level obstacles Jade names and find the truth about what's holding her back. And in following along, you can get to the core of what is stopping you. In our time with Jade, we will learn about her career, her self-worth, her struggle with money, and the fear she has of taking the next step in her relationship. And there is something that's holding me back because of these decisions. And that's my partner wanting me to move in with him. And I'm freaking terrified. Through the next five episodes, you will hear Jade have breakthroughs in real time. And like Jade, you too may discover the freedom to dance. I don't even want to say it's a trap. The odd thing is... Why not? Why don't you want to say that? Because my partner makes me feel the exact opposite. I know, but that's, it's not about your, this is not about your partner. Yeah. That is the trap. You can't even say what you're feeling. Mm. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you've said trap and it sounds like that's a belief. Relationships are a trap. Holy shit. Welcome to the podcast app original series, Breakthrough. Episode one, understanding limiting beliefs. There is one grand lie that we are limited. The only limits we have are the limits we believe. My name is Ryan Suave, and that quote is from author Wayne Dyer. It's a quote I really love, and it pertains perfectly to what we're about to get into in this podcast, limiting beliefs. Some of you may be more familiar with them as negative thought patterns or just being hard on yourself. Before we dive into what exactly defines a limiting belief, I'd like to quickly tell you about myself. I work as a therapist and coach, and I do different types of training within the personal development world. I've worked all over the US, Europe, and China doing workshops, speaking events, and one-on-one -on -one training. And one of the most important things I've learned about self-improvement over the course of my career is this. It's work. And how much effort you put into this work will affect how much you get out of it. What's unique about this podcast is that as Jade works, 
you will be able to do your own work in parallel. I'll be teaching you steps that I've learned from my training and decades of practice and coaching and therapy on how to break through limiting beliefs. You'll also be listening to a one-on-one coaching session as I walk Jade through the exact same steps that I will be teaching you. Even if Jade's exact scenario doesn't match your life, what you will find universal is that underneath, the majority of us have the same type of reinforcing beliefs, limiting ones. And using these steps, we can break through them. Today's episode is about understanding limiting beliefs. To do so, let's get started with learning a little bit about Jade. I've flipped between the professional dance world and then sales, I think mainly to survive. And now I'm looking to kind of go above and beyond just surviving. Okay. And what is it? You said you kind of feel like you're on the cusp. You didn't use these words, but I've heard kind of on the cusp or ready to grow into something. What would it be if you could do anything? Um, Part of what has been a limit for me is really my finances. This past year, in 2020, I actually had quit my job end of 2019 because I was pretty much done and burnt out of sales and marketing. And so I was like, why don't I give my passion 100% attention? And I did. Unfortunately, it was the worst timing because the pandemic shut everything down. All my opportunities started becoming scarce and I started feeling a lot more limited in general. So I took some time off, which was mentally good for my creativity but of course not great for my finances, which I valued a lot as well. Luckily, the unemployment kicked in eventually, and that helped me pay off these uh, recurring (laughs) credit card debts that I kept accumulating. Eventually I paid it off. I ended up being in a surplus, which is awesome, but I paid less attention to dance. And so when I come back to it now, I kind of get emotional because I haven't paid much attention to it, and I don't feel at the same level as I used to be. But also I try and look at the bright side and look at the difference in something else I cared about. If money wasn't an issue at all, I know it is, but let's set it aside for a second. Okay. It was totally abundant. You could do whatever you wanted. What would you be doing? If it were for me personally, I'd either be helping my family figure out how to be financially free or independent but also just spending time with the people I care about a lot more anytime because I have a huge family and they live everywhere. And I have events at very uh, random times during the year and I just want to be around them for all of it. So I'm hearing connection is really important to you. Family is really important to you. But let me ask you about your passion. So it sounded like dance is your passion. If you had all that connection with family, money, all that stuff taken care of, how would you be dancing through life? Tell me about that. I would invest more in my training. Um, I I used to prioritize it a lot more. Um, And I know that one thing holding me back from doing that in general, not just money, it's the fact that I can't be in a studio when there's COVID restrictions. Although there are trainings going on against the rules, but I have family that would forever disown me because they're vulnerable. So is that what you'd really like to be doing if you could as dance as a profession? Yeah, absolutely. So if you could invest in all that training and do it, tell me the dream dance job. One would be Super Bowl. I saw that this past week and it always reminds me of how beautiful it is to just be in a super crowd of people. But also I I connect to that heavily with uh, award shows. 
because I was used to be what I watched as a as a child, like constantly. I'd I'd save the date for all the VMAs, all the movie award shows, those live performances, even if it was a music festival. I have I have like a weakness to live percussion. <laughs> what does it feel like when you're talking about that right now? It feels in a cheesy way, it feels magical. It feels um like liberating and also very it's my probably my most expressed or fully expressed self so yeah it makes me really happy <laughs> and there's some things in the way of that it seems like yeah okay so what i'd like to do today is talk about where you'd like to be and then we can look at the things that are in the way and how we can break through them and you might discover that what's actually in the way is not the thing that you think is in the way yeah. <laughs> Are you open for that? I am very open. People generally come to coaching or therapy because something in their life is not going the way they would like. Maybe they're having problems at work, in a relationship, with their children, or how they are treating their bodies. Whatever it is, something isn't working. I classify these as behaviors. The thought can be that if I can just change this behavior or these behaviors, then life will be good and I will be happy. And sometimes people do find a way to change the behavior. They get in a relationship with someone they like, they lose weight, they get a good job. But after some period of time, they realize that their experience of life has not changed much, if at all. They say to themselves, I've changed so much, done so much work, how did I get back here? One of the strongest examples I see in my work is people who have an addiction to drugs or alcohol. They find a way to stop using or drinking, and expect their lives to get better, but often their experience of life gets worse. They have lost their crutch, their medicine. Changing only the behavior rarely works, and that is because there is something going on deeper. Underneath our behaviors are our emotions, and if we are talking about problematic behaviors, we are most often talking about the negative emotions, emotions like shame, guilt, anger, and fear. These emotions, under the surface, inform and drive our behaviors and ultimately our experience of life. In the example of an alcoholic, most often the behavior of drinking is used to medicate or calm these negative emotions. And when he or she stops drinking, they lose the tool they have been using to manage these emotions. The person who is retreated from friends and hides out in bed may be managing depression. The person who works 90 hours a week may be managing anxiety. The person who jumps from relationship to relationship may be managing shame. So it is important not just to identify and change behaviors, but to also identify the emotions underneath and to build the capacity to experience these difficult emotions without using any sort of hurtful coping mechanism. But this is not the end. There is more. We'll learn that in a second, but first let's come back to the conversation with Jade and find out what limiting emotions are driving her. If you think about not having enough money, if you think about not being able to pay your bills or take care of your family, what are the emotions that you think might be attached to that? Guilt, for sure. Okay, guilt. Shame and- Shame. Uh, like a bad self-perception. I feel like I'm being lazy. <laughs> 
and we'll go down deeper into that one in a moment. But guilt, yeah. shame, those are feelings. Is there fear in there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but it just felt like that was there too. And I'm sure it's more complex than this, but if you have fear, guilt, and shame, right? If that's the emotional baseline, what kind of behaviors do you or think are going to come out of that? Hmm. I feel like they're going to be non-authentic behaviors. They'll be very forced interactions or choices. That's very good. It's very good. I feel like you've done this before. So (laughs) no, but that's very good. A lot of people don't have that realization. Your behaviors are going to be in alignment with those emotions. They're going to be somewhat fear-based, guilt-based, or shame-based, right? So in this case, if you've got these fear, guilt, and shame over, let's say money in this case, Mm -hmm. it's not going to set you up to go out and go do something for yourself, like practice dance. It's going to drive you to make money first, to quell these emotions. Does that make sense? 100%. Jade expressed the underlying emotions she is experiencing as shame, guilt, and fear. So now the question becomes, what causes these emotions? Well, underneath our emotions are our beliefs, our beliefs about ourselves, the world, and our place in it. When looking at problematic behaviors and negative emotions, the beliefs we are talking about are the limiting ones, ones that ultimately hold us back. Beliefs like I'm not good enough, I'm not safe, the world is dangerous, I'm not worthy. These beliefs will inform our emotions and ultimately inform our behaviors. As an example, let's say a person really wants to be in a relationship and after searching and putting himself out there, he finds someone he really wants to date. He musters up the courage to ask the person out and they get into a relationship. And it feels good at first, but suddenly he finds himself feeling afraid, maybe anticipating for the partner to leave, even though the partner is telling him something other than that. Eventually he starts behaving in ways that pushes his partner away, even sabotaging the relationship. If that person did the work I'm teaching you here today, he may discover that he has an unconscious belief coming from his history that says, I'm not worthy. And with that belief of I'm not worthy, it does not matter how many times the partner expresses explicitly or implicitly how much they care for and love this man. He won't feel worthy of it. And he may push it away. This belief has been under the surface informing his emotions and behaviors. So while it is important to change harmful behaviors, and build the capacity to experience difficult or negative emotions, it is paramount to be able to understand, challenge, and break through these limiting beliefs. We want to understand these beliefs. So I think we've kind of set the stage. Do you get how that structure kind of is? Yeah, my curiosity is just sparked now. Oh, this is clicking so much. Jade's curiosity is sparked, and that's a beautiful thing. I hope your curiosity is sparked as well because curiosity is what opens the door to the inside and helps us begin to challenge these limiting beliefs. Jade is starting to see what she thought was in the way isn't really what's in the way. And maybe, just maybe she can dance the way she wants to. And she'll be able to do this without having to solve the problems of money and family first. To hear how to start to break through these limiting beliefs and how Jade does it herself, 
Come back for episode two. We'll be waiting. Coming up on Breakthrough. What is the limiting belief that you have It's about yourself? The kind of thing that you say to yourself or think about yourself that's not so pretty? I think it has a lot to do with skills. Like I, I'm not skilled enough. So when I addressed and confirmed the commission that I had with the current company, they said, well, we don't plan on having you here forever. You're just in this role. And so we hope that your skill will grow and we'll be able to pay you more when you're in another role. So that told me, okay, I'm not good enough for this role yet. So there, you just, you just said something. I'm not good enough. Breakthrough is an original series brought to you by the podcast app. Enjoy other exclusive series, courses, and stories through the wellness section on the app. In this series, the goal is for me, Ryan Suave, to coach guests step-by-step to break through personal barriers, to emerge into a lighter and happier life. And guess what? We want to work with you. We are now looking for guests. If you are interested in coaching sessions, please email us at breakthrough at podcast.app. The ideal candidate is someone who struggles with stress or anxiety and is ready for a life-changing breakthrough. All identities will be kept anonymous. We look forward to hearing from you. Breakthrough is written by myself, Ryan Suave, and Alex Vespasted. Our executive producers are Martin Siniowski and Valerie Luna on behalf of the podcast app, Alex Vespasted, and myself. Cover art by Edward Quintero and music provided by Epidemic Sound. Special thanks to Milena Arroz, Juan Catalano, the podcast app team, and all of our friends and family who have provided feedback in the making of these episodes. And these episodes wouldn't be what they are without your support. Thank you for listening.